Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 11 podcast. It is Thursday, October 20th. Uh, and yes, I know I'm very late on my power rankings for this week. I had half of it recorded two days ago, and then things got busy with school and all. Uh, but we are here for the power rankings, and this will probably be a longer episode. I think I'm going to add on the predictions to the end of it. So it might end up being a 30, 40-minute episode. Uh, but it will have everything we need before the games start tonight. Uh, it's actually a good game tonight with the Saints. Uh, but before we get into our top 11 power rankings list, uh, this is one of the few weeks I'm going to do this. I have a couple honorable mentions because I think there's a lot of teams in the NFL right now that are really close in caliber. Um, they all have completely different issues. They all have completely different strengths. The NFL is so exciting right now just to be around and to watch uh, and to follow as a fan. But when you try to rank a lot of these teams, it's really difficult. Um you know, probably maybe even two of these teams on my honorable mentions list might be on the list next week if they have good wins. And then, you know, there could be two or maybe even more teams that fall off the list next week. Um, every week has looked completely different, except for I think this week there was only one swap as far as teams making the list and a team dropping off. Um, and it was the 11th team I have on the list. So it's not even like it was that massive of a jump. But let's get right into it. Uh, and our first honorable mention... Never thought you'd hear me say this, did you? The Seattle Seahawks. Man, Geno Smith has looked phenomenal the last few weeks. I'm having so much fun watching the Seahawks again. Um, many of you know I kind of grew up watching the Seahawks with my family. Uh, and, you know, watching Russell Wilson younger his career, in his career was always fun, but kind of as he got older and, you know, calmed down his play style a little bit, they got boring. And, you know, I, did, I don't love watching a Pete Carroll offense. Um, and I still think Pete Carroll is the wrong move for the Seahawks. I think they need an offensive head coach. But nonetheless, they're 3-3. Three and three. They are challenging their division. Right now they're actually tied with the Niners and Rams for the top of their division. That's right. It's a three-way tie. And then the Cardinals are a game back. God knows what's wrong with the Cardinals. Probably Cliff Kingsbury, but also nobody knows. Uh, but anyway, the Seahawks, super fun to watch right now. I don't think they're nearly a complete enough team uh, to be good in the playoffs if they happen to sneak in. Um, I don't have them sneaking into the playoffs at the moment, but if they end up going five and three, six and three, um, they should be able to hang on if they're or as their schedule gets tougher late in the year. So yeah, I have the Seahawks as an honorable mention. Um, I also have the Rams right there with the Seahawks, but probably slightly above. Um, the Rams have played awful, but they're still beating bad teams. And I trust Sean McVay. I trust upstairs. I trust Matthew Stafford. I trust Cooper Cup. I trust Aaron Donald. It's hard with the Rams to just take them out of a rankings list completely because there's so many great star players and so many leaders on that team. Um, they're still like three and three. Okay, it's not like they're one and five by this point. Um, it's not, you know, or one and four like the Raiders are and shouldn't be. Um, I think the Rams are probably still a playoff team. They have to fix their O-line. They have a lot of big issues. Um, Stafford isn't able to get away kind of with throwing as many interceptions this year because the defense isn't quite as good as it was last year. Um, obviously, there's going to be no Von Miller available. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a tougher sledding for the Rams, but I do think they're still a playoff team, uh, and they'll probably win a playoff game or two if they make it there. Uh, just because the, you know, let's be honest, Stafford's play style is playoff football. You know, he doesn't put up the big, the big money and the big numbers like Josh Allen and Lamar do. 
Uh, but when it, when it comes to clutch time, he's one of the few guys in the NFL I would take uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but there's two more teams I have on the honorable mentions list. Yeah, I told you, a big list this week. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. How about that? Before the season started, I had them winning their division. Uh, I think I had them going either 11-6 and six or 12-5 and five or something like that. Um, and they started really bad. They're one of the last winless teams in the NFL. Uh, and then they beat the Chiefs. And ever since then, they've been kind of clawing their way back. They are 3-2-1-1, folks. The Indianapolis Colts have a winning record. Matt Ryan is starting to get comfortable in that offense. Right now they're winning without Jonathan Taylor, which, you know, nobody thought that was going to be possible. Uh, I like them to still win their division. You know, everyone's talking about the Prince that was promised and Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not seeing it with the Jags. Uh, so I, I think the Colts definitely have a good chance to win to win that division this year. I'm still pulling for them. I'm still picking them to win games. I probably shouldn't be. Uh, but it's better than picking the Jaguars, so <laughs> I'll take it. And then the last team I have on this list is the Miami Dolphins. They were on the list last week, and I have them falling off the list. I don't love it. I think their defense needed to hold a little bit stronger with Tua out. I'm not seeing enough leadership on that defense specifically for me to want to keep them there. Tyreek Hill's playing great. Jalen Waddle's playing well. Um, Tua is coming back, most likely. Um, but unless they have a good game or two in the next few weeks, it's going to be hard for me to put the mech on the list when the team that replaced them, the number 11 team on this list for the first time and probably the existence of my power rankings, the New York jets are on my power rankings list. Wow. What a team. Zach Wilson. He doesn't even have to play that well. He's playing clean. He's playing well. He doesn't even have to carry. The way this team is built, they have a lot of young talent offensively and defensively. They have a phenomenal run game. Uh, Zach Wilson, when he does play well, spreads the football around. He's you know throwing six, seven guys, sometimes eight uh, in a game with a catch. And it's, it's fun to watch this Jets team. Um, I think everything about them melds and blends well. I do think they are limited. Um, they will most likely run into some O-line issues as they play better teams like the Bucks or the Rams or the Bills with the stronger D-lines or even the Chiefs right now. Uh, but the, for, for the meantime, the Jets are 4-2, and two, baby. Like, this is the first time in a long time they've had this good of a record. Uh, and again, they're just fun to watch. They're playing clean football. You know, they're not giving up too many penalty yards like some of the other teams that are actually higher than them on this list. So... I think the Jets deserve to be on this list this week more so than the Dolphins did. Uh, moving up to number 10, the Bucks fell a lot of places. Um, they're only on this list right now because Tom Brady is on that football team. But it's not pretty. It's, it's really not pretty right now. We thought two weeks ago that the Steelers were the worst team in football, and they still might be, and they managed to win at home against the Bucs. Um, they put up 20 on that defense. That's my big worry. I have faith that the Bucks will figure out a way to put up 25, 30 points a game when playoffs come. They get they just give up 20 to the Steelers. Um, not to say I don't like Kenny Pickett, but I, I don't love Kenny Pickett yet. So they got to figure some stuff out. It's not pretty for the Bucs. Um, obviously, they're still missing um, their one receiver, but they, you know, they still have a complete roster. They should be winning these games effortlessly. 
they're not they don't have that many injuries anymore. We can't blame it on one or two guys missing. You know, if you're going to be a Super Bowl team, and just the way this Bucks team is built is to be able to sustain major injuries and be okay and still win games against bad football teams. And that is absolutely not what they've been able to do. Um, so I have them number 10 off on the list. Um, another bad loss or two, and they're going to fall right off. But Tom Brady's on their football team, so i got to keep them top 10. <laughs> uh, and not just for the ratings. Uh, number nine, I have... Okay. I have them low. I know I have them low. But I think right now they would lose to the majority of these teams above them. I have the Minnesota Vikings at number nine. They're five and one. They're winning games. They're winning close games, which is a skill. It's hard to do. They're playing as one unit. There's a lot of trust and there's a lot of heart in that locker room. And I would put them much higher. I think right now they're playing like a number four, number five team in the league. Kirk Cousins can't win big games. He just can't. I love Kirk Cousins. He's one of my favorite people in the NFL. Um, you know, when we think about kind of the great people of football in the recent years, you know, Andrew Whitworth, uh, you know, on some levels, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, great people. Kirk Cousins is one of those people. You know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. Um, but he, he has just never, ever in his career been good in primetime games, in playoff games, um, or when he's needed to be clutch, he just has never been. Uh, so for that, and they're one, they're zero and one in uh, primetime games this year already, and it wasn't pretty. That was their one loss was primetime. So until I can see some improvement in that aspect from Kirk Cousins, uh, I'm gonna have to keep him low on the list. But I, I think they're a great football team, and I think they have a very high ceiling. Uh, but unfortunately, I think Kirk Cousins is their ceiling. So if he can push himself and he starts to play really well, um, you know, almost uncharacteristically, I will have no problem putting them higher on the list. But until then, number nine. Number eight on the list, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, some people have them a little higher than I do. I still think they're going to struggle when they start to really face good teams this year. Um, but they did play well against a great team who we think are, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Dak is coming back this week, and I think this game was needed for Dak. You know, if Cooper Rush were to go out and throw three touchdowns, no picks, 300 yards, you know, high completion percent, like 70-plus percent, there was going to be some QB controversy. Because let's be real, I said it last week, Dak is going to lose games. And not because he's losing games, but because it's the NFL. And nobody's perfect. No teams are perfect. Everybody, every team makes mistakes. Um... Yeah, but the reason I have the Cowboys this low is not because of Dak. I think Dak is going to play better than Cooper Rush did. I literally just picked him up on fantasy. Uh, that defense is great, and it's a top three defense right now. But I think it's a little bit reliant on Micah, Pice, Micah Parsons. That's a take I bet you haven't heard yet this year. I think without Micah Parsons, they are maybe a top ten defense. He makes them a top three defense. Um, and I think if he were to suffer some small injury or just as he gets banged up, because the way he's playing, he's going to be defensive player of the year. Um, he's playing phenomenally. I love the guy. But it's so hard to keep that up through 20 games, realistically. Um, and I think, you know, similar to maybe how the Bills offense is with Josh Allen, you know, a little bit limited in the aspect that they only rely on Josh Allen. Um, I feel like that's how the Cowboys defense is right now. 
So I, I'm interested to see them against a more um, against a team like the Chiefs or the Bills, but we haven't even seen that yet. So for now, I'm going to have them number eight because they haven't played those great teams. And the only team that I think is you know pretty great, probably the Eagles, uh, they have faced, they they lost. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I also heard this take yesterday. I think it was Colin Coward, or maybe it was Nick Wright that said this. Uh, and essentially, his take was that, or I, I think I think it was Nick Wright who was talking about someone else made this take. They said that the Cowboys would have won this game if Dak was playing. And I kind of toyed around with this thought, and it makes sense, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like, the Eagles' defense is playing a little too well for the Dallas offense right now, which is why I have such a big gap between the two on the list. Um, but it is an interesting point to keep in mind because they will play each other again this year. And if the cow, if that, if that's true, then the Cowboys should win that matchup, um, which starts to make the division pretty interesting. I mean, it's. I mean, yes, the Eagles are clear favorites to win number one in the NFC, but it just makes the interesting. It just makes the division interesting from a dynamic perspective, not necessarily from a who's going to win it perspective. Because that, I mean, let's be real: the Eagles are six and zero. Um, the Giants are five and one. Yeah, but come on. Um, yeah, the Eagles are playing great for the NFC East. <laughs> uh, number seven, moving up the list, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they got a win finally. Thank God. I. I have been high on the Bengals all year. I am one of the few people that has not moved them down because I think they have a great roster. I think they're still underrated. Um, yes, their O-line need work, needs work. We, we're aware. We know about that. They're getting a little better progressively. Um, but, you know, when I think of this Bengals team, I'm getting a little bit of that 2020 Kansas City Chiefs feel where, you know, the Chiefs go and they lose in the – NFC or sorry in the AFC championship to the Patriots and then they start the next year like four and two or something like that you know and everyone's talking it, that was the Lamar Jackson MVP year and everyone's talking about the Ravens and the Patriots and the AFC championship and how great that game is going to be and here comes the Chiefs and I I don't know I'm, I'm getting a little bit of that feel uh when I talk about the Bengals especially with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is playing fine their offense they're still fine I think the Bengals are a great team, and they'll definitely come together around playoff time, kind of like they did last year. They did have a midseason slump last year for a little bit, and then they kind of got it figured out near the end. Uh, and obviously made the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving up, the next few teams I don't have a ton to talk about. The 49ers, that's an unacceptable loss. I have them at number six still. Um, I almost had them down to like eight or nine because that loss was ugly. And I don't think the Falcons are as great as they look right now. Um, in the division that the Niners are in, the NFC West, you cannot lose games like that. They're now tied with the Rams and the Seahawks, both of which are playing, you know, in, in relative terms, terms to a Super Bowl team, which is what we thought the Niners were, really bad football. Um, so yeah, the Niners have to win those games because surely they're not going to go 6-0 in the division. You know, let's be real here. Um, I think they're still a great roster, but Jimmy G needs to clean it up a little bit, and they need to start piling up some wins uh, because uh, Jimmy G is still cleaning up Trey Lance's mess a little bit. 
Uh, moving right along to number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, another close loss. This one was tough. I picked. I believe. I believe I picked the Ravens to win this. I've again. I've been high on the Ravens all year. Before the season started, I predicted it was going to be another MVP type year for Lamar Jackson, and he played like that through the first three weeks. But it's been really tough. Um, just again, another close loss. This time it felt like they were outplayed a little bit, maybe even a little bit outcoached. Um, but in the end, the giant the Giants just won the football game, and. It's getting harder and harder for the Ravens to kind of explain some of those losses. Um, I have them at five because I think they're a phenomenal football team. Top three roster in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, obviously, we've seen what he can do. We've seen his ceiling. You know, they have an amazing coach, probably still top five coach in the league. And by the time he's done, maybe top 10 NFL history or better if the if he can get some more Super Bowls. Um, yeah, I love the Ravens. And I'm going to keep them top five because I think they're that good. But if they start losing more games like that, um, and if they were to lose against worse teams as well, I'm going to have to move them down. Sorry. Sorry, Baltimore fans. I I can't handle much more of that because I'm, you know, I'm losing a lot of picks here. I think that's three three weeks this year. I've lost a game because I've picked Ravens to win or something like that, or maybe, maybe it was just two. But, yeah, tough sledding. Uh, number four, I have the team that beat them, the New York Giants. How about them Giants? Right now, the Giants are probably one of the top. In the last few weeks, they've been playing like a top three team. Um, I would argue they've been playing better than the Eagles. They're excellently coached. Saquon Barkley looks phenomenal. I think they might be a little bit reliant on him. Uh, but there were some rumors of people talking about OBJ maybe going back to the Giants, which would be interesting. Um, their their young defense is frustrating the crap out of good offenses. It's I'm I'm really liking the way that this Giants team is coming together. Um, I do think there are some issues, and one of them is that Daniel Jones is their quarterback. Um, but I don't know. I'm really liking the way this team looks. To me, they are definitely a top four team right now, especially after that win against the Ravens. Um, and they're winning close games too. Not all of these games have been blowouts. Um, and like, kind of like we talked about with the Vikings, it's a skill to win close games. And it, you know the Giants have shown time and time again that they have that skill. Okay. Top three. There are a lot of people that are separating the top three, Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles, from everyone else in the league. And they're saying it's those three teams, and then it's like 10 other teams, and then everybody else. I don't have that. I have the top two teams, Bills and Chiefs, and then everybody else. I don't think the Eagles are on a different level than the Giants and the Ravens and the Niners and the Bengals. I think they just haven't played those teams yet. I love the Eagles, but you know what really worries me? They've been outscored like crazy in the second half this year. They're getting up to big, massive, comfortable leads in the first half, and they are stalling away in the second half. What happens when you play Josh Allen and you're up by three points going into the second half? What, you, you're going to lose 40 to 17? You know, what, what, what if it's the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? You know, you can't be comfortable with a 10-point lead against Mahomes. You can't be comfortable with a 21-point lead against Mahomes if you're not going to put up any points. I don't think that defense is good enough uh, to stop a team like the Chiefs, the Bills, or right now the Giants 
from playing amazingly. Um, I would also put the Ravens in that category on a better week. Um, and I don't know. They're 6-0. They'll win their division. They're probably still win- favorites to win the NFC. Um, I didn't love how they looked against the Cowboys, though. So we'll have to see as it progresses. But we finally arrive at our top two teams in the NFL. Um, we have the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, for me, <sighs> all right, hate me, yell at me, do it, throw, you know, throw sticks at my door. I don't care. I have the Bills on number two. Can they do it again in the playoffs? That is the question. Because the answer we've seen in history, you know, between these two quarterbacks is no. I love, I absolutely love Nick Wright's take on his show the other day um, where he, you know, he went on and he, he had this paper script and he was talking about, you know, Josh Allen threw for over 300 yards. He hurdled a chief. Um, they came in and won an arrowhead. They look like the better team. Uh, surely they are the better team and they will come and do it again in the playoffs. Uh, and then he threw the paper and said it was a year-old script because it was the exact same thing as last year, except this time it wasn't a loss that was 38-20. to 20. It was a loss by four points in which Butker missed a kick, Mahomes threw two uncharacteristic interceptions. Uh, one of them was a great play by the Bills, rookie defender, by the way. Two of the Bills' touchdowns were fluke, um, you know, sideline touchdowns against backup corners and safeties. Okay, I, I think the Chiefs' defense right now is phenomenal. So, yeah, I have the Chiefs' number one. We're just going to talk about these teams kind of against each other because let's be real. Um, they're better than everybody else. It's, it's, it's these two teams and then everybody else that that I feel like everybody should be able to agree on. Um, the Chiefs this week held the Bills to 24 with backup secondary. Literally, if you take away those two, fluk, those, uh, two fluke touchdowns, maybe you give them one touchdown and a field goal. That is, that's 20 points that you're holding the Bills to. Okay, that's, I think the Chiefs offense is going to fix itself. I think we're probably in that little bit of a slump for the next few weeks, um, including, I would say, last week where the Chiefs are going through a little bit of an offensive slump, um, specifically with Mahomes and his mechanics. He get he, This happens to him every year, um, and he always ends up fine, and they always end up hosting the AFC Championship game. Uh, do I think it's poss- it's more possible this year that the Bills host it? Yes, uh, but they're a game and a half ahead of the Chiefs, so I would not lock in the Bills as the number one seed. There's no way I would lock that in. Um, Chiefs still played great all-around football. Um, I thought the Bills played a little better on special teams, and I didn't love Andy Reid's coaching towards the end of the first half. I thought it was safer uh, to just you know have the Bills go down and maybe get nothing if not a field goal um and go into halftime seven three or seven six instead of um what did happen was the bills went great drive good touchdown uh, and then butker kicked the 60 something yarder to tie it um i think it's better to just let the clock roll uh let the bills go get a field goal or something or or nothing if possible um so yeah i i think there are definitely some issues with this game i am worried about von miller I'm very worried about Von Miller. He tore up that Chiefs O-line. And you can't blame injuries for the Chiefs right now because their offense is healthy. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough for that Chiefs offensive line right now, especially against the Bills. I don't think it's an issue with the Chiefs. I think the Bills are just that good. Uh, but kind of the point that I make here is that Von Miller 
Um, yes, he's phenomenal, but he's old. How long is he going to, you know, how many weeks can he play like that? I don't think he will play that well uh, come playoff time, especially come AFC Championship, which is when these two teams would meet. Um, and I think by that time, the Chiefs' offensive line will also have figured it all out. So that is my top 11 power rankings. Chiefs, Bills on top, um, and then kind of everyone else, including the honorable mentions. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I will be back probably later today with my predictions for week seven. Peace.